Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Ephesians chapter 4. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of your calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ appointed it. This is why it says, When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he descended into the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all of the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is, Christ. From Him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, as each part does its own work. So I tell you this, and I insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and in holiness." Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands, so that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, 
with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. When I introduced the book of Ephesians, I mentioned that one of the key themes is unity, and Paul expresses a a great deal having to do with unity in this chapter. In verse 1, he says, There is one body and one spirit, and you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. And so as the body of Christ, yes, there are myriads of denominations and church groups and parachurch groups. Someone has estimated the body of Christ has over 30,000 divisions in terms of brand names and the way we identify ourselves. But Paul is making a point here that if we're in Christ, there is one body of Christ. There's only one Holy Spirit. There's only one hope of salvation. Whether you call yourself a Methodist or a Baptist or Presbyterian or Episcopalian or Messianic Jew or whatever caption you want to put yourself under in terms of a Christian brand name, there's only one body of Christ. There's only one King. His name is Jesus. There's only one Holy Spirit. You were called to one hope of salvation by faith in the one true God and the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. So I'm not espousing here today that we do away with all denominations and all church groups, but we need to recognize, friends, that those things are the picture frame. They are not the picture. The picture is about the King, the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we want to frame it in the context of this group's denominational characteristics or that, fine, all well and good. Ultimately, there's one body of Christ. We need to recognize that other Christians are our co-laborers. They are not our competitors. There's one Holy Spirit, there's one faith, and we're to be working together for the purposes of God and the kingdom of Jesus Christ in this earth. Paul goes on to elaborate on what has been called uh, the fivefold ministry gifts. In verse 11, he said, So Christ himself gave, he's referring to what's to follow as a gift from Christ, Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So you've heard it said, you think you're God's gift. Well, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are God's gift to the body of Christ. What for? Verse 12, to equip his people for works of service. So these are not offices like sergeant, lieutenant, captain, colonel, general, you know, with the apostle being the general and, you know, the lowly pastor being a sergeant or a private. It's nothing like that, friends. These are functions. Christ gave functions to different people to equip his people for works of service. Sadly, for the last 1,700 years, we've had a, a clergy that is thought of by the people as supposed to do the works of ministry. But truthfully, the men and women of God that serve the Lord functioning as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, are there to equip God's people to do the things. Not to do the things, but to equip God's people to do works of service. Why? Paul says, so that the body of Christ may be built up. And so the fivefold ministry, so-called, and I don't like that terminology, but pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, prophets, and so forth, apostles, these are to equip God's people. How long? Verse 13. Until... We all reach unity in the faith. There's that word unity again. 
and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and until we become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now, I want to just pose a question to you. Do you think that the body of Christ has become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ? I do not think that's happened. And so these gifts, these ministry offices, if you will, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, were given by Christ to equip his people until we all reach a certain stage of maturity, attaining to the fullness of what Christ bought and paid for at the cross. I don't think that's ever happened. So I believe that apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers still function. I know that many of my brothers and sisters have different opinions on these things. And that's my opinion. I know that there's a, a lot of controversy about the word apostle. Yes, there were 12 original apostles of Christ. We're not talking about those 12. We're talking about the function as one sent as an apostolic emissary to uh, do the work of building the kingdom and establishing the kingdom on the foundation of Jesus Christ. I believe apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers still function because the Bible says they will until we all reach unity in the faith. We are not in unity, friends. And in the knowledge of the Son of God, and until we become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And so these ministry offices, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, are to equip his people until we all become spiritually mature. And gifts are given, these ministry gifts and all gifts are given for the body of Christ, not the recipient of the gift as a badge of honor. Verse 16, from him, the whole body joined together, held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its own work. So these gifts are about function. They're not about title. They're about function, each part doing its own work. Paul goes on to talk about the new life in Christ Jesus. Verse 22, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by his deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. There's that unity again, one body. But notice in speaking of maturity, us coming to a place of maturity, we're supposed to put off our old deceitful desires, those things that corrupt us, the attitudes of our minds and so forth. We're supposed to stop speaking falsehood and begin speaking truthfully to our neighbors. Friends, the church of Jesus Christ is corrupted in the earth. We live among a corrupt people, and we have become as corrupt as the people around us. As the people of God, we need to set a standard according to the biblical standards that have been set. We need to live according to the Word of God. I know that holiness has become passe, but we're not to be corrupted by the deceitful desires of this world, whether it's sex or money or power or or drunkenness or drugs or whatever the deceitful desires are. The church is not to be corrupted by these deceitful desires. We're to be made new in the attitude of our minds in Christ Jesus. We're to be like Jesus. And so, friends, we need to press in for holiness. Be passionate for Jesus. Watch your mouth. Don't speak falsehood. Speak truthfully. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Build up other people in love according to their needs. And above all things, don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God, who's here to equip us and to change us, to prepare us to be with Jesus and to be with God the Father and with the Holy Spirit himself forever. In these days of our flesh, as Christians, we're in the days of our preparation. Lord, help us to come to that place that Paul spoke of, that we would be equipped 
by God's apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers until we all reach the unity in the faith. Lord, help us to reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. Lord, help us to become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Lord, we don't want to be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there. Help us, God, to ignore every wind of silly teaching and the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Let us rely on you, the one true God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.